This show is presented by the 323 Network. You can watch all your favorite 323 friends and shows on the 323 Network YouTube channel. Follow us on all social media platforms at 323read. And support us as we continue to grow at patreon.com slash 323read. That's 323-R-E-I-D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 323. I am your host, Reed Murphy, and it is a very happy, merry Ricks versus Gricks Friday. Yeah, I said merry. I know we're not into the we're not into that season, but you, I'm finding Christmas stuff in all these Targets and Walmarts now, and it's throwing me off. Oh, it is good to be back, and it's good to have this particular person back. Look, we can't seem to get the regular, you know, four on at the same time. It's all thrown about. No matter what, you seem to have me, your host, Reed Murphy. You've got the host of 323 College Shame Day, Scott Elia, over there. And this week, we got the big chief burrito himself back. Luis Martinez, welcome back, sir. What it is, what it was, what it shall be, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be back on the 323, as always. Hell yes. It's good to have you. Good to have you here. And... Wow, we've got a good week of stuff to get into. I mean, there's not, honestly, not too much sports stuff that you really have to get into. It's the beginning of a hockey season. I have no idea whose records are what. Um, NBA season will start in a week, so I'm sure there'll be some storylines there. There's, of course, the James Harden stuff, which is just more infuriating than interesting at this point. But do have to give a shout out and a congrats to Asia Wilson and the Las Vegas Aces for winning the WNBA title second year in a row. Second year in a row, they defeated Brianna Stewart and the New York Liberty. And I think it's special because I think we're witnessing like the beginning of a dynasty. Like we're at the ground start of an all time sports dynasty because You've got a team that's leading with a star like Asia Wilson, only 27, two-time champ, finals MVP, two-time league MVP, five-time All-Star, and a 2020 gold medalist. But they're missing stars last night in Chelsea Gray and um, Candace Parker. And they're led by Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond's the coach there. Just started the job last year. Already 2-0 in championships. Everything can't can't finish the season without winning a chip. So watch out for them. They're fun as hell. But really, the biggest takeaway from this game involves somebody that Scott holds dear to his heart. And that is Raiders and Aces owner Mark Davis, who was seen celebrating like this little white man dance. I hate it. I've never prayed to see a heart attack more in my life. Oh, <laughs> Look, man, the man committed to the bowl cut, and that's 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 admirable. Right. He, he really has committed to that thing. Also, we have a, as you may have already seen if you've subscribed to the 323 Network on YouTube, awesome interview with author Bill Cole. Go check that out. But we will have another one coming up soon 
with Jerome Wilson, MMA boxing trainer. You can find him at DCB MMA here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and he had a very special message for Scott Elia. Did not get it recorded, but he told me to tell you personally, Scott, because he's heard your thoughts on the Raiders before. And he said, go fuck yourself with the purest of a black and silver heart that he has. He wanted to give me, he wanted me to tell you that. He said it with love. Listen, listen, those those words mean nothing to me. I'll just add them to the list of people who've told me to go fuck myself, (laughs) including your mom is on that list. Yeah, my mom is there. Yeah. Everybody here has done that at some point. At some point. Yeah. Why not? But look, we got Luis here. And Scott, I don't know how much you've kept up with the writer's strike, the SAG strikes that are happening in Hollywood, but. Luis, last time it might have been last time you were on, but it was close. We had we sometime we had very good conversations about what's been happening with these strikes, and thankfully the writers' strike is over. Writers got a great deal, from what I've seen, they got everything they were asking, or pretty much everything they were asking for. But the Screen Actors Guild and the actors they are still on strike. They seem to start up discussions with studios again about a week or two ago and the studios hit them with an offer that was reportedly less than what they hit them with before the strike started. What are your thoughts on the end of the writer's strike and what's happening with SAG? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I'd like to point out that I went to therapy today, so I was wearing my sad Batman shirt. Oh, my therapist was not happy with my bit. But anyway, you know, um, a cha- champion, a champion you, though, for going to therapy. That's great. Hey, it's my first time, man. I'm, I broke my cherry. It was good. good. You know, mental health is important. So, you know, um, but yeah. So um, honestly, actually, we had um, on the stream and we'll have a podcast episode on the Hente show that's dropping in a couple of weeks about this because we spoke to actually a writing team. Now, what that means is these two women um, that wrote for 13 Reasons Why, they wrote for the Lopez versus Lopez, um, and they come as a package deal, which means that you get two writers for the price of one. That means they'd have to work twice as long to get um, any sort of, um, uh, you know, medical coverage and other stuff. And they basically really got paid half of what a normal writer would do. And with this new deal, specifically as it pertained to writing teams, they got a lot out of it. So the writers really did a great job sticking together. It was funny to see people like Drew Barrymore throw away their entire reputation to try to pretend they were going to start their show up only to have the strike end like two weeks later. Like they were basically willing to risk it all to start. And then the strike ended two weeks early, which I think is hilarious. Um, And yeah, I think what's happening right now is, you know, like, the funniest thing for me about what's been happening during the, the strike is being very it's it be it being very easy to see transparently what outlets are deeply in the pocket of the studios um, and all these little news articles that they were trying to drop that saying, oh, the writers are about to crack and this is about today. And like George Clooney and all these other actors are pressuring this, you know, the union and stuff like that. It's all bullshit. Um, I think that, um, that, 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 that the actors will eventually get most of what they're wanting for. I think that, um, that there's no going back after they gave in to the writer's demands. And I think after that, the, the video game, um, uh, actors and writers are also behind them. So I think it's just a matter of time, but, uh, there was a lot of, um, 
optimism from the people that I was talking to and the actors that I know that there was going to be some momentum after the writers got their deal to do that. But apparently the studios are trying to hold the line on certain things that are non-starters for the actors. And when you think about the fact that, you know, for, for, for smaller, I think in the end, maybe um, some of the top tiered actors might have to take a little bit of a, of a pay cut to help out if they, if anything, but when you think about what they wanted to do to background actors, which is to have you show up one day, scan you, and what they were doing without even asking or telling people, which is scanning people's likeness, uh, taking their voice, and basically saying, we have the right to your likeness in perpetuity. Um, that's that's kind of like a non-starter for, for most actors that are starting out these days. Um, you know, you give the example of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in the background of some early movies when they were background actors, which would mean that that studio technically could have just been like after they hit with uh, Goodwill Hunting, could be like, oh, sorry, we own you. Uh, you're a star now, but we're going to just make a bunch of movies just with your likeness and 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 that nobody's going to really go for that. So the AI stuff, um, the writers got a good deal. The only thing I didn't like about it is just like a three year deal, um, you know, which 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 might set this up for us, in the night, which means we might have to go through this all over again. Um, but I do have a little bit of confidence um, that in the end, it's going to be a better industry for like the smaller the staffing minimums, the keeping people writers on during the show, because technically once the show is filming, these act, some of these writers weren't getting paid, but you have to do this in while you're filming, you have to rewrite scenes on the go. You have to do things like that. So a lot of those things got taken care of. Um, and I'm really happy that all my writer friends are that, that were staffed uh, are back to work now. And we're hoping, you know, for a right, somebody like me, who's a pre free WGA writer, pre, you know, pre director's guild, stuff like that it, it, it makes it so that it's a little less daunting to think about uh, getting into this room now what we need to do is get more people of color and have these rooms get staffed with more variety and stuff like that you know for doing that and for the actors hopefully it gets taken care of pretty quickly and just to keep everything updated as we you know close out that talk we see this latest headline from deadline which is about how Hollywood's biggest stars offer to kick in $150 million over three years in dues to help end actors' strike stalemate. This is led by people like George Clooney and says, Luis, the offer would remove the $1 million cap on membership dues in an effort to bring a system residual system. The stars have also proposed a formula that would make the lowest names on the call sheet who most need the money the first to be paid and get residuals. So... I don't know if that will bring up much in terms of helping. Yeah, I think SAG is going to try not to have to pull that, you know, pull that card. I think it's I think the fact that they're bringing it up means they're, they're probably they're, the studios are being really firm on other stuff. But in the beginning, it's always been clear that one of the things that the studios were saying was some of these actors make so much money and their quotes are so high that if we're going to if, if your goal is to be a star, and you want to make 20 million a movie, 25 million a movie, a percentage of the gross, then that takes away a little bit of the pie from the people at the bottom. So, so I think it, it was always going to involve some sort of um, tax for these people that have villas in Italy and obviously are not, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily need to make 20 million on every movie. They're good. Um, obviously you want to get paid what you're worth, but I do hope that that, that sort of signifies that, that we're close on negotiations. I like my villa in Italy. That's where I get that okay. AI. That's how we have that AI image of Zahir Ali of the animation deliberation right there in the corner. Hi, Zoo. Hello. 
Zoo, I, w- I want to ask you as we transition a little bit, and I know Scott has thoughts on this too, but you know we're in the middle of the strike and it's affected the entertainment industry, but it didn't affect the box office too much if we could just keep it pumping out Taylor Swift concert films. And we saw this past weekend the NFL star, she dominated the box office and broke records for the debut of a concert film, almost broke the October release record of that Joker hold, it made $96 million at the box office this weekend. Did you go? Do you think I can get tickets to that? <laughs> it's easier to get tickets to a Marvel movie. Well, oh, uh, yeah. Scott, what are your thoughts on it? You're already shaking your head. <laughs> Rubbing the sweat off. He's been shaking this can all day. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm coming from a place of, of love. No, fuck these people. No, these Swifties are the stupidest motherfuckers in the whole world. I don't understand this. So, about the movie. I, I knew the movie was coming out. I thought it was gonna be like a cool, like behind the scenes, like the making of the con, like the making of the tour. You know, really cool things throughout the whole process. No, it's a shot for shot showing of the fucking concert that people already saw online or in the in paid the gross amount of money to go see this subpar average singer for whatever reason. So Taylor Swift's getting another money grab. So she already got all this fucking money from the Eras tour. And now she's making more money from releasing the heiress tour into the movie theater where you see all these Swifties acting like they're in a cult, holding hands, doing ring around the rosy in front of everyone, acting a fool. And then you know what's going to happen in two years? They're actually going to release a like, director's cut kind of behind the scenes, you know, behind a tour movie. And she's going to get another paycheck after that. It doesn't, make sense. it doesn't make any fucking sense. These Swifties are retarded and I hate she, it. She's 33 years old. Stop treating her like she's a teenager. Oh my god, it doesn't make any sense. Are you, I don't get it. Are you with them on this, Louise? Listen, we talked with uh, our resident Swifty on the show the other day. We did a whole episode about the Swift uh, Kelsey romance, the conspiracy theories, some of which are already coming through. Our our resident Swifty said that the conspiracy theory was this was all promotion to for Deadpool 3 and that some information was going to drop that we she was going she might have a cameo in Deadpool 3. And wouldn't you know it, that information dropped about a week after that. Um, so we we did a deep dive into this and everything that's happening. And it was just sickening to just be watching. Obviously, uh, the, the Jets-Chief game was triggering to me because every time they're going to a commercial, they're fucking dropping lyrics and they're doing this. And I don't want to go watch Killers of the Flower Moon and all of a sudden have some fucking <laughs> a bunch of teeny boppers and fucking wine moms screaming and dancing next door while i'm watching killers of the flower moon you know what i'm saying like so i'm double checking when i go watch movies for the next couple of weeks that it is not directly next door to some of these crazy people that are treating this 33 year old grown-ass woman like she's who's um who's 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 the very definition of mid in terms of looks (laughs) talent thank you and her awkward dancing uh, and I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey went from like dating eights and nines to like a solid Minnesota four. So I'm not really with that. Um, 
and uh, and and I, I I'm assuming I will get the the wrath of the Swifty Army at some point. But the, the only the the only song that I can think of when I think Taylor Swift is Sir Mixlot's "Baby Got Back" because that's all she got is back. She ain't got nothing else. She's just a lowercase L at this point, straight down. And the closest thing that I can think of as far as like this cult-like atmosphere with the fan base is Michael Jackson. But at least Michael Jackson, with all his faults, is actually talented. Yeah, when while we were watching when we were doing our thing, we I, I pulled up this this entire video of her just awkward dancing, and it was just I, I it's just too much for me, man. Just... You didn't like her dancing to Bad Bunny at the Grammys? She was the only person that was in the audience that dared to dance. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. If I want to see an awkward white person dance, I'll go look in the mirror. What the fuck? I'm not going to go pay hundreds of dollars to go watch some bitch do this. Listen, I don't know what the, what what the biggest downgrade was, uh, Travis Kelsey from his ex to Taylor, or the Jets from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson, but it's close. I don't know, but I kept tabs on how many times they were panning to both Aaron Rodgers and uh, and Taylor Swift, and it was eleven to eight Taylor Swift over Rodgers in that game. They should have turned NFL Red Zone back on just to have like an endless camera on the two of them. <laughs> you know how many subs they would have gotten for that? Zoo, you need to actually take that to them. They can make Look, so much money. Did you guys did you see the uh there was there was one funny part which was the um the the women that would be like that would be secretly recording their husbands and be like, Oh, did you hear about this Travis Kelsey guy that's dating Taylor Swift? He's finally gonna be famous. And all the guys were like, No, he's the best tight end of all time. And you know, so I thought that part of it was a little some memeage came out of it and stuff like that, or like the Travis Kelsey good, feels good to be a white man again. Um, I thought that was hilarious. He went from being swagged out and fucking dating fucking big booty bitches to this. And I was like, God damn, yeah, that's true. He does. Have Can we talk about the, 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 the female it's in the stands that actually truly matters in this world. And the only person we should really talk about, and that's Donna Kelsey, no. because ever since that she showed right, up, Zach Wilson. ever no. since she showed up to that jets chiefs game, he has been on fire. I'm tired of Donna Kelsey. I'll say it. I'll be, you all want to take the shots at Taylor Swift. I'll take the shots at Donna Kelsey. She can go fuck off. I don't need her anymore on these NFL broadcasts. I don't fuck need Travis a, Kelsey too, man. I, fuck Jason Kelsey. That's the one I'm tired of. I'm tired of Jason Kelsey, the tush push or brotherly shove or whatever that shit is called. Pfizer Brothers. Yeah. Heights podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. Too much. Too much of them. Too much. It's too much. And Taylor Swift hasn't helped. Donna hasn't helped. I, you know who I like? I like the dad. The dad wants nothing to do with this shit. Oh, I think He's, it's Ed. Yeah, yeah. Ed sits in the stands with the people. And apparently Quiet. They, they don't want him. Like anywhere. he should be. They said they don't want him anywhere near a mic. It's probably true, but you know. <laughs> I I could imagine he would say something problematic pretty quick. Oh, easy, easy. Oh, Zoo, do you want to? Do you have any? any rage filled thoughts on taylor swift before we go it's gonna let me it's not a rage filled whatsoever like i finally have time to go to the theater this weekend so i'm glad it's easy to get tickets to the creator um just watch where that watch where that uh the theater's at that, 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 that right next to that t swift yeah. man that's an incredible I mean, point like, louise we just got through the whole like barbie being in theaters phase too so it's like every time i went by the theaters it's like oh i wonder what they're going to go see Barbie. um crazy, at the end of the day you know Everyone has their stuff that makes them happy. Uh, if it's anything cult-like, just keep it away from me. Who am I to say that, you know, a movie or a concert or whatnot is something, you know, if you enjoy it, by all means, go enjoy it. If you didn't have, you know, I was $20,000 to go get a ticket and you're just trying to get tickets for this movie, by all means, you're helping the theater industry. You're helping people get jobs. There's a performance going on. I'm genuinely curious of how this looks. I'm not going to go out of my way to 
you know, fight people for tickets, though. So, you know, if you enjoy it, by all means, be happy. I was interested oh. until I heard it was three hours. But I'm also oh, interested in Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon. It's just the concert. Go on well, YouTube. You can watch the whole thing for free. <laughs> last, I think it was last year. I wasn't know if it was last year during the during the San Diego Latino Film Festival. There was the the BTS concert concert movie was out. Oh yeah, yeah. and um, I remember just being super annoyed because we had screenings of like serious documentaries and shit, and we could hear people dancing and singing next door. So <laughs> I can only imagine how horrible this is going to be. The genocide was awful to see. We never, ever, ever just in the background of a apartheid. Oh, well, I'm glad we all got that off our chest. Mm. Scott still feels like he's burdened with it, but <laughs> we'll move on for his sake because this was an episode, and I'm glad all four of us are here for this. And and Zoo, I don't know if you have a list made for this. Scott has his. Uh, oh, just along we, for the ride. All right, then you judge. I got mine ready too. Judge as we go because we're gonna hit it five. You know, each with each one. Travis Byron was originally gonna be on this show. We love him. We miss him tonight. We're gonna keep it on because what I wanted to do with him, and I can't ever keep track of what top fives we've done anymore. I wanted to do top five sports movies. Turned out we had already done that one, so we transitioned it. As we go. We transitioned it to one that's even harder. Top five fictional movie athletes. Mm. That's how we that's how we cross the streams here of the movie segments and the sports segments. So we're gonna launch into this top five. Surprisingly hard. A surprisingly hard one to come up with. So let's just knock right in. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the three, two, threes top five. Oh shit, here we go again. Yes, that's right, the 323's top five fictional movie athletes got lists from me, Scott, and Luis. So, I don't know if you guys have any OLIs that come on here. I had about five OLIs, so we can knock those out real quick. My my OLIs on here, a little surprising, I had uh, Rocky. Rocky Balboa did not make my top five. I feel like that's probably like a general thought is that he would, but no Rocky. I just, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think Rocky's that good at boxing. I think that's the whole point of the character though. He's like Mick, Mickey said it, that he's got hurt, but he fights like an ape. That's just Rocky. Yeah. He, he didn't make my top five list on here. Benny the Jet Rodriguez from the Sandlot got close, didn't make it. Jesus Shuttlesworth who I like to imagine he had Ray Allen's career, but we never really got to see his career. He doesn't make it for me. Daniel LaRusso from The Karate Kid, the villain of The Karate Kid. He didn't make it. And Adam Banks from The Mighty Ducks. He did not make my list, but he was close. What about you guys? Um, I, I, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my favorite line from Jesus, uh, from He Got Game, uh, when he's like, you name me Jesus. It's from the Bible. No shit. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus Shuttlesworth. You could, you would love to see it. Um, uh, Willie Beeman. Um, because, you know, there was a concern towards the end of that movie whether his 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 his, uh, his elbow, his shoulder was right. You know what I mean? Um, Jackie Moon, you know, uh, Megalobull. He was more of a promoter than an athlete, I think. 
Um, happy Gilmore. You know, is golf really a sport? Uh, Ricky Bobby. You know, um, you know, again, is that really a sport? You know, driving in, you got to go left, go left. Um, Air Bud, also, you know, somebody that I thought about, but you know, there I, I, ch- I double checked, I double checked, and there's nothing that says that a dog can't be on a three, two, three top five list, but still did not make the cut. Um, and, um, even though he was close, uh, Ricky, Wild Thing, Vaughn, um, you know, closer, you know, especially with the new baseball rules where, you know, you have to come in and face three hitters. I don't know if really he could stand up in today's game. Um, also, uh, you know, Apollo Creed, you know, I like fighters who don't die in the ring. Um, so <laughs> what a take. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, so those were my also, uh, receiving votes. What about you, Scott? Uh, yeah, I also had Ricky wild thing Vaughn on my OLI. So that's pretty cool. Um, then a movie that's kind of slept on is Kingpin. And I really love Bill Murray's character, Ernie McCracken in that movie. Um, that's, uh, another one getting a vote and a sneaky pick, but Forrest Gump. He was an All-American at Alabama. So I think it still counts as far as an athlete. And Olympic player. Yeah. Just saying. Um, And then somebody who has given one of the most recognizable lines in Hollywood history in Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire with his Rod Tidwell. Show Show me the money. money. I forgot about Rod Tidwell. Rod, Rod Tidwell would fit really well in the real NFL. Rod Tidwell was like a you know number three, number four fantasy right. wide receiver at best. Come yeah. on, I mean, well, yeah, but he but he but he would promote himself much better because I mean, yeah. like he's like Ocho Cinco. I mean, Ocho Cinco wasn't like that. He wasn't that good. Right, right, quick. Who is the who is the real world equivalent of Rod Tidwell? To it's Rod- got to be. Mm. I mean, Jerry Judy tra- kind he tries to make a name <laughs> for himself. We went over that last week. Yeah. That's a good thought. We'll think on that, but we're going to yeah. start. All flash, no substance. I would say, uh, well, I guess probably OBJ. Oh, that's a good one. A lot more flash than anything. I like that. <coughs> Maybe T. Higgins. Uh, he's not really, he's not too flashy. I don't know. We'll keep thinking about it, but we're going to go ahead and start with the number five. And uh, Luis, we'll have you kick it off. Who's the number five on your list? I guess I think I said uh, this might be a little bit um, recency bias, but I just rewatched um, For the Love of the Game, um, which is a really good baseball movie if you haven't checked it out. And Billy fucking Chapel, played by Kevin Costner, um, tosses a perfect game on his last, uh, spoiler alert, on his last <laughs> start and then gives it up. And he had a great Hall of Fame career up to that point with the Detroit Tigers. Um, and uh, he bagged... Uh, um, um, what's her face? I forgot. Forget her name now. But the girl plays his girlfriend in that movie, so that's also Hall of Fame points for me. So Billy Chapel from The Love of the Game comes in at number five. We like it. Okay, Kevin Costner. Like we said before the show, you can have a whole list of Kevin Costner uh, athletes on here. Pretty much wanted to be a baseball player or an NFL GM or a cowboy. Scott, you're number five. Uh, well, Luis is already shit on this this one already but this is where this is the will ferrell pick and i couldn't decide between ricky bobby and jackie moon but he is 100 percent correct in his jackie moon assumption he's more of a promoter so we're going with ricky bobby god damn ricky bobby 
You ain't first, you're last. You ain't first, you're last. Number five for me, Luis also shit on this one. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Gilmore. I Look, man, golf. The natural. He was a fucking natural. He was a natural. And he, and he was a hockey player before that. I mean, he was, you know, the yeah. whole the whole shit. I think he's just, what he could do was insane. And gets fighter points, too, because he took on Bob Barker. And we know how Bob Barker, you're not going to beat Bob Barker, rest in peace, I think. I don't really? know. He might have been canceled. No, he's dead. Well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I'm just saying, I don't know if he should rest in peace. Or uh, You have to have a question mark with these things now. I don't know who to wish good rest in peace. I don't know. I can Bob tell you one person not to say rest in peace to, and that's Paul Tagliabue because he's still alive. Oh, thank God. Listen, man, Bob Barker taught a generation of kids to fucking spay and neuter your cats when we stayed home sick to watch <laughs> Price is Right. So, number these aces in my book. Number four, Luis, who do you got? Oh, I found the perfect comp for uh, Rotterdam, and it is Chargers wide receiver David Boston. Had a middling career, then signed a $47 million contract with the Chargers and then became a bust, kind of like Rod Tidwell after he signed his three-year $12 million contract. I wonder if yeah, it's take an that, Cuba. Yeah, Cuba. <laughs> you and your slug um, dog. All right, so uh, at number four, and this is something, um, This is a, we have a sign like this at the tattoo shop uh, that says skin heels, uh, uh, chicks dig tattoos, uh, pain is temporary, glorious forever. Um uh, but from the movie The Replacements, Shane Falco comes in at number four for me. Okay. All right. Scott, who do you got at number four? Well, you made the decision easy for me because you went with Happy Gilmore. And this is where I was going back and forth with my Adam Sandler pick. So I'm going to go with Bobby Boucher. <laughs> I wasn't sure about the water boy. I thought about the water boy late last night because this is how I took this list. I thought about it deep into the night. Uh, yeah, Waterboy didn't even get, but Waterboy's a damn good one. Scary as hell to have around. Uh, number four for me, and Zoo. I don't know, Zoo. You can you can be the judge of whether this per this person should qualify for a list. But number four, as Luis argued earlier, Air Bud. Now, Louis Zoo. I argue Air Bud because Air Bud not only was a basketball star. But a soccer star, a football star at one point. And I, did he play baseball? I don't remember if he played baseball. If he did, that's damn, that's fucking impressive. That's the most impressive to me. And yes, uh, Airbud seventh inning fetch, a 2002 film. Not only yeah. that, he is, he, Airbud was like the Archie Manning of dogs, of athlete dogs, because then all the little buddies took over in his place and even went to space and all this shit so zoo should should, should air bud qualify my show notes say top five fictional movie athletes air bud is an athlete he played sports he won games i allow it air bud had the makings of a varsity athlete you know, if we're gonna be on this animal this animal dispute, would Babe be considered an athlete? Because he won the 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 herding cap competition in Babe. Just is that, saying. Is that a sport? It's not a recognized product. Yeah, it's not a recognized Was he on your list? No, but you're talking about it. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> number three, Luis, who do you got? Uh number three, you shit on this one, but I'm gonna go with uh the Sandlot, uh Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Top five, man. Totally Number three Man, here, Benny the Jet, man. 
high on base percentage, speed, uh, with the bigger bags in the game today, I think he would dominate. Uh, so, yeah, Benny the Jet. Benny the Jet was ahead of his time. Let's Scott, who do you got at number three? Uh, this is where it's a little interesting because I could go either way. Um, but I am going to go with Willie Mays Hayes. That's a good one. Major League. Major League, that's right. I've never seen Major League. That's a confession I have as a movie fan and a sports fan. Really? I know, I've never seen it. Always a meant to, though. One day. Even the sequel is pretty good. Major League 2, Major or Leaguer. Mm-hmm. Number three for me, Scott brought this one up, and really there's no other argument that you have to put to him. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, like you said, All-American kick returner for Bear Bryant at Alabama. Uh, probably could have won several Olympic golds, you know, if it hadn't been for getting shot in the buttocks mm-hmm. while serving his country. He's a country. He's a, he, look, he served our country. And on a recipient. Yeah. Became a champion ping ponger because he was bored and he ran endlessly across the country and started a whole movement that he wasn't even really aware of. He's 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 gotta be. He's up there. He's up there. All the potential. You know he's holding some kind of record for like longest distance ran without a break, oh, too. For sure. For sure. And that's the thing. He did it for the love of whatever. He didn't do it for the stats. He didn't do it for the money. That's for let's stuff. not for let's not forget about him um evading the AIDS. He did evade the AIDS, too. Yeah. Yeah. He did what Magic couldn't. Well, Magic and HIV. Just to be, you know, cover the bases. <laughs> Luis, right. number two. Uh, you know what? I was about to switch, because you guys called this out. I was about to switch this one over to Joanna Man. But uh, I think I'm going to. But I think that might be too <laughs> That might be controversial right now. Uh, today's climate. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> Let's just put Joanna Man and their others receiving votes here, okay? Uh, retroactively. Uh, but uh, you know what I'm saying? That's some high quality H2O. Uh, I was about to go. I was looking when I got up. I was looking for my Bobby Boucher Football Academy shit. Um, and I think in today's NFL, which is kind of what I was kind of using today, like would they, how would they? How much would they dominate in today's game? Uh, man, I, th- I could see him. Uh, you know how valuable outside linebacker is right now, man. Uh, I would trade Carl Lawson and a bag of footballs for Bobby Boucher right now if we could put him at the edge on the jet. So, <laughs> Bobby Boucher. Oh, he would kill it. Ah, Captain Infano. <laughs> I mean. uh, uh, Scott, who's your number two? Um, So... Louise already kind of alluded to this. This is where I was going to throw Apollo Creed and Carl Weathers. But I found that Carl Weathers likes to play athletes who die a lot. So I'm going to go for the other one and with Chubbs Peterson from Happy Gilmore as number two. Rest in peace, Chubbs. (laughs) The real hero from that movie. Really was. Oh, all right. Number two for me, I think that they're... There could be pushback to it. I think there could be some argument for him. But number two on my list is Harry Potter. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) I'll allow it. I'm calling shenanigans. There are no shenanigans because if you go across. Shenanigans has been called. I'm I'm calling shenanigans. Go across college campuses and you'll see kids playing Quidditch. You'll see grown men playing Quidditch all over. (laughs) <laughs> and and I think this is where I even added the argument. I put in full stats on here, all right? He only played in nine matches during his six-year career at Hogwarts. But if you look at it, he was 7-2 and two in his Quidditch career. 
All right, but he was undefeated in games where he played fully because he got injured in those two losses. And some, you know, he got suspended from games because of meddling from he who shall not be named. And from all this other shit, he's trying to save the world. He couldn't have a full career. He couldn't commit fully to Quidditch. Arguably, I would compare him to, I think he's the Gale Sayers of Quidditch. And <laughs> where he could, go right, go, why don't you go write a, a go, go write a vlog about it? Come on, what I'm, a gonna, top. I'm gonna I'm gonna get with the greatest uh, sports writers of our time. I'm gonna get Mike Lupica to write a book about Harry Potter's potential career. I will add that he had to go on IR because of his noodle arm. Thank you, because of recovery issues. And outside of Quidditch, he did win the Triwizard Cup. Yeah, yeah, take that, nerds. The fraud. See, you he take out a dragon on, on a broom. He dropped the bag on all girl, though. He dropped the ball there. <laughs> Number one, Luis, who do you got? When he dropped the snitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate this. Listen, man. Um, <laughs> I was going to go with the Monstars, Sean Bradley. Um, but, you know. <laughs> I, I did wonder about that. I wondered, you know, because they were like they were in they were they were injected with alien powers, but yeah. it's still Sean Bradley, you know. So, what are you gonna do? Um, no, there's only one person that whose career uh, got shot uh, by a crazy ass bitch with a gun, uh, and there's only one person that is from an iconic book from history called The Motherfucking Natural, and that is Roy Hobbs. I mean, you can fucking. You can, you can, there's nobody, no fictional athlete has ever had a bigger moment than Roy Hobbs, uh, turning on, turning off the lights, uh, with a massive home run. So that's my number one for me. Robert Redford, the Kevin Costner of his time. Scott, your number one. Uh, my number one is going to throw a huge curveball into everybody because technically it's just a cartoon, but they did have movies, and that's going to be my out. And that's going to be Vincent Pierre, Vince LaSalle from Recess. Uh, Those who know Recess know. I'm not sure. Hold on. <laughs> that is the sound Wait. my head is making right now. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely... Because, like... Hey, I had to build up so much. I was wondering, like, had I given time to, like, what animated characters I could come up with, yeah. and then that was oh. just such a disappointing. Like, sure, like it's valid, was, but like, I thought you were gonna go Homer Simpson, for, you know, like, nah, no, we're gonna go with the goat Vince LaSalle from Recess the movie. The school's Those out movie. No recess will appreciate this. Okay, we'll leave that. To it's my wait a second. It's my list. <laughs> fuck you guys. It's my list. I, so like you, so you didn't even make a list. It's fine. I'm here to judge. I'm judging. Give me, give me your five, Zoo. I'm good. No shit on those. We all been <laughs> shitting on each other's list. What happened? What's I, wrong with us? I'm man? the one who called the top five toilet bowls. <laughs> We have been very angry towards these lists. I thought when you said animated, I thought you were going to say like Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny almost made my OLIs yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure also, if you would consider Speed animated. Racer. Come on, Speed Racer. Damn, you know. that's a good I one. I Taylor Swift. She's the one who got us in this pretty mood. She did get us into this mood, yeah. Well, I'll finish it out. Number one for me is pretty uh, cliche, and that is Apollo Creed. I mean, look, I got him right here. Everything. He's, yeah, I mean, 
peak Apollo. I know he died in the ring, but in fairness to him, he died in the ring against a completely souped up, roided out yeah. Russian who was punching with the weight of 2,000 pounds. Like, it was a 2,000 pound punch he's hitting with. Who doesn't die? In the I mean, Rocky didn't, but, it, you know, that's a privilege. So, of course, Apollo died, and at peak, Apollo would have beat his ass. He wasn't trained. He wasn't taking it seriously. Living in America. He was fucking, you know, come on, man. And listen, I know I made that uh, that that Apollo joke earlier, but we denounced the horrible actions of that Russian in that ring during that fictional movie. Yeah. Get out of here, Russia. Yeah, be careful. We keep Juana Man in there, though. Yeah, oh, Juana Man ain't going nowhere. And Forrest Gump evading AIDS. Good for him. Life. Death. Time. Space. Forget everything you think you know. Put your money on the line. It's time for Ricks versus Gricks. Gricks? That's right. It is Ricks versus Gricks. It's a Ricks versus Gricks Friday. We got to do our picks. And this is for NFL Week 7. NFL Week 7. Seven Ricks versus Gricks, Reed's picks versus Griffin's picks. Griffin lost somewhere in space. Meanwhile, we have Scott, Zoo, and Luis who have been competing to take the official title of the Grick this year. And it's getting a little it's getting a little tighter, but Zoo had another really strong week and he stays in the lead. He went four and two last week, 25 and 11 here. Scott is second place, although he went two and four with his picks last week. He is now 20 and 16. I went 5 and 1 with my picks last week. I said I was going I said I was going 6 and 0. Oh, that one that's okay. That's okay with me. 19 and 17 I am and Luis went 4 and 2 last week. He is now 18 and 18. Our guest pickers BBK, Brian V Klein, he went 4 and 2. Emily Sissel went 3 and 3, but she actually went uh 5 and 1 in her picks last week just doing it from the couch and taking a guess almost went almost went undefeated till the Cowboys got her ass but this week we got some we got some decent matchups we have at first the Cleveland Browns who are three and two they are going up against the Indianapolis Colts who are three and three Scott who do you want here uh just because Anthony Richardson is is exactly where he needs to be and that's away from the team we're gonna go with the Colts okay fanfare uh who do i usually go to second it's been a while since louise has been here you know what louise go what do you want who do you want uh i think the you know i'll take the browns he's taking oh my goodness he's taking the predators <laughs> i will give you the odds there the browns are three-point favorite so it's not a bad pick this week zoo who do you want yeah, speaking of Predators, I think uh, Garrett's going to be all over Minshew Mania this weekend, so I'll take the Browns as well. I am – that Browns defense is, like, historically good, and I played around with this one a little bit too much, but I just think they're really going to get on Minshew's ass. So give me the Cleveland Browns in this one too. The Predators, excuse me. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions, who are 5-1. and one. They are at the Baltimore Ravens, who are 4-2. and two. Ravens are a three-point favorite here. 
Who do you want, Scott? Uh, yeah, aside from the impressive on-the-road opening the season victory for the Lions, I mean, they haven't really played anybody that challenging, and I'm even saying that with them going on the road last week against my Buccaneers, but I'm going to go with the Ravens. Give them a little second loss. All right. Luis, who do you want? Uh... Jared Goff plays good at home, bad on the road. No David Montgomery. Fucking people are starting, like, Frank Reynolds, I think, in fantasy this week. Yikes. Uh, but so I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take the Ravens at home. Zoo, you have a Baltimore Ravens fan who is a fan of you. Who do you want? I was just about to apologize to that fan. Uh, had it locked and loaded, but there is love on the other side at home other side of the screen for you but i like what the lions are doing even with depth pieces right now they just always stick in the fight they're always working and i think they're going to get the win this weekend i have started to develop the strategy of where i want to follow zoo on his picks but this one i've I've, i'm gonna test it out here i'm going with the ravens i just oracle of zoo i don't trust detroit on the road uh Baltimore, I think they're start. They're finally healthy, and they're really starting to take off. So, I'm I'm having fun watching how that's going. If the receivers can, you know, actually fucking catch, then I think we got something. Uh, give me Baltimore. Next game we have Baltimore. the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers. The Yenzers there three and two at the L.A. Rams, who are three and three. Rams are three point favorites here. Scott, who do you want? Yeah, I'm just not sold on the Steelers team overall this year. And the Rams got Cooper Cup back. They're playing at home. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Luis? Listen, anytime I have a rule about gambling, anytime that a team loses their running back and signs four random-ass running backs that have played for them, like Daryl Henderson and all these other people, um, but they still have Cooper Cup on their team. You picked them to win against the Steelers. Luis, uh, Zoo, who do you want? Rams are the more well-balanced team in this situation. I think the Steelers just have difficulty marching down the field. Rams have no issue with that, so I'm taking them. We will test out the curse here then because I am going to make it four for four. I'm taking the Rams. I, I agree with uh, Luis. You lose a running back. They picked up a bunch, a shit ton of them, but they're just going to sling it. Matt Stafford can still do it, and you got Cooper yeah. Cup, Puka Nakua. They're doing a thing, so give me that. Steelers, I think, are just going to keep floating around that 500 range. I don't. Trust I had to start their tight end because of a bye week, so hopefully he's <laughs> a little more productive this week. <laughs> the Friar? Fucking bye weeks are just killing us. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. Cardinals. We have the Arizona Cardinals. They are one in five. They are at the Seattle Seahawks. Future Hall of Famer Geno Smith. His team, the Seahawks, they are seven and a half point favorites. Scott, who do you want? Um, with as much faith that I have in Geno Smith, I have more faith in the in the tankathon of the Cardinals losing this game. So we're going with the Seahawks. <laughs> Luis, who do you want? Um the Cardinals are fucking weird <laughs> because they should be tanking, but they're not. So it's 
and then uh old boys supposed to come back next week so i think uh the seahawks right the ship and, and win this one at home zoo who do you want this is going to be a very low scoring game i think the cardinals defense is going to give gino trouble but i think he's going to pull through something in seahawks I'll be the weird one here. Uh, like, I mean, Luis said it perfectly. The Cardinals are fucking weird. They're a really weird team. And uh, I don't know. I want to take, I want to trust every time I go against Gino, he wins. He'll write, I, you know, I write him off. He writes, he doesn't write back. So I don't know. My gut, though, is just telling me Cardinals with how weird they are. I like rivalry games to get crazy. Seahawks are a little banged up. Cardinals are always showing some weird fight, even though they shouldn't be. Like you said, Kyler Murray might be on his way back. Probably not this week. Buda Baker also on that same path. So they're getting healthy enough to start winning games that they don't need to. But I think this will be one of those. Josh Dobbs will make it happen. I trust I trust the future Hall of Famer, Josh Dobbs. Give me the Cardinals. Uh, next up, we have the L.A. Chargers, who are 2-3. and three. They are going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 5-1. and one. Good for them. Chiefs are five and a half point favorites in this game. Scott, who do you want? Yeah, they're five and one, but they've been they've been squeaking by lately. They only won by three against the Jets, and then seven against the Vikings, and then another eight to the Broncos of all people. I don't know what's going on in Kansas City, but I think this is going to be a get right game for Kansas City. They got Nicole Hardman coming back, so I think they're going to try to get him on the field immediately for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's the yeah. it's it's the weird thing that they've got going on over there. They're trying to do the Patriots Belichick thing of give up. Oh, that's why you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they let and I think reportedly there's some there might be a visit from Frank Clark coming now that he recently got released, so he might just be coming right back to Kansas City. It's yeah, they're weird about it. Luis, who do you want? Listen, I just wanted to follow up on your Geno Smith point that I was in a two quarterback league. And I waited on quarterback because everybody drafts like Mahomes and everybody in the first round. Unlike <laughs> losers. Yes, yeah, something you know, but but this but but in this draft it's for a reason because you got two quarterbacks. Um and I waited and I got and I got Geno Smith and Justin Fields, and I was like, Yes. And they've both been sucking ass all year. Uh, so you got that one yeah. game from Justin Fields, huh? Yeah, they had one. He had one game where he was like, "All right, maybe it's something." But I'm already one in five in that league, so I'm fucked. Hmm? Um, Meanwhile, anyway. I have uh, Mahomes and Howell playing ping pong for thirty plus points every week. Also, so shaky. All right. Anyway, um, the Chargers will always win a couple of random games they're not supposed to to get the people's spirits high before ultimately breaking their heart. So I'm going to take the Chargers in an upset. This does feel like one of those really good mor- morale games. Zoo, who this do you is the want? Brandon Staley like job securing game. <laughs> this keeps him from not getting fired midseason. Yeah. Zoo, who do you want? I really wanted to take the upset on this one, but somehow I'm still on top, and now it's plaguing with my thoughts. So I'm going to stick with the Chiefs at home. <laughs> oh, this might be this might be a disaster in the making for Zoo. Now he's on top. He's getting. You know, the pre- I hate it. The pressure is getting there. so much. Oh, no. And I, and I am incentivized to take upset picks, so let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, look, I'm in I'm in the position where I just need to kind of stay strong, hope Zoo makes some uh, disaster picks or something, but now yeah. he's I'm siding with him, so I don't know how to feel. Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm number two in pick skin, number two in fantasy. 
Oh, I don't it's... like any of this right now. Oh, no, it's bad. It's bad. I am rolling with the Chiefs in this one. Can't really argue too much. I don't trust the Chargers at all, except Luis makes a very scary point. They do these things all the time where they will just win some shit that they should not win. They make you, they piss somebody have been off. last week? You wish, right? In fact, that game really pissed me off as somebody who owns Josh Palmer in fantasy and had a bet on him for an anytime touchdown, and he starts the game with like a 40-yard touchdown that they call back immediately for some bullshit with the O-lineman was like half, like a foot. He blinked wrong. He was just, yeah, he blinked wrong. Every, he had like 80 yards receiving that they just kept taking back. Oh, it was the greatest game never played. Oh, fuck. Final game here, and this is one I haven't even picked yet because I kind of want to just like hear you guys' thoughts on it. It's a tough game. It's the game of the week. Thankfully, it's on Sunday Night Football. We have the Miami Dolphins, who are 5-1, and one, at the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 5-1. and one. The Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Scott, who do you want here? I am so stumped because, you know, they got, you know, two of, if not the best teams in, in football right now. They're both at five and one. Both quarterbacks play with each other at in Alabama. They're both numbered number one. So I don't even, I don't even know. These teams look so similar. It's scary. Um, but I'm going to go with my gut and take the home team. And much as it pains me to take, take Philly. I know. Luis Eagles, the Dolph Eagles. <laughs> Luis, who do you want? Just curious, who at five and one record? Who gave him the one? Who gave him the lost? And just is that was it? Was it Luis's? Was it New York? Oh, the New York Football Jets. Oh, oh it was. Yes, that was it. Oh God, I almost forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, how, the how did and... how did you feel last week before? How did you feel with that? Because I was fucking, I think that was a game that screwed me over somewhere, but I was loving it. Loved it. Look, look, man, this, this, as you guys heard, you guys talked to me when I was like in my deepest pain. I think that was the last time that we, that I was on the show uh, when I was like gurgling and like choking on my words saying, and Zach, we trust. And at first it was like, uh, we wanted to get them like directly off the boat right away. Fuck them. Let him go MILF hunting and bring us Trevor Simeon. But ever since then, uh, since that Chiefs game, he got a little fucking juice in him. And um, and and honestly, I, I I I wasn't surprised that we beat the Broncos, but I fucking sure as hell love the fact. You know what? Honestly, at the end of that game, it was one of those like maybe the NFL is rigged moments because there's no fucking reason for Hurts to be throwing that ball into <laughs> double coverage right there. You know, that's like a, that. I was like, but you know what? We'll fucking take it. Um, so, so yeah, I'm just ecstatic that we're going into the fucking. I would have been happy with three and three with Rodgers, uh, honestly, because of the. There's no team that's had to play so many, you know, 12 win teams to start a season like that. Um, and the fact that we played the best team in the AFL, AFC, the best team in the NFC, the fucking Cowboys uh, and the Bills, and we were still three and three. I'm like, I'm I'm ecstatic. Um, I just want Zach to fix his red zone bullshit and just sling it out there and, and fucking Aaron Rodgers with his ayahuasca super Achilles treatments is fucking throwing passes in front of the game. It's going to be back by week 14. Come on. Look, man, listening to Dolphins. Fuck, we'll do that for you. Oh, yeah. this is that game. 
This is the Dolphins. Are the are the Dolphins going to continue to fuck over you know the Eagles? I'm taking the Dolphins. Oh, because they're fucking. Good <laughs> Zoo, who do you want here? Oh man, this game is going to be a shootout. Um, Eagles are slacking on defense. They haven't been doing their secondary any favors. Dolphins don't care about their defense because they score so many points. Uh, it's going to be a very high-scoring game, and I'm going to roll with the Dolphins. I This is, like you said, it's a stump of a game, but I think you want to go with the home crowd. You want to go with Philly. It's, t- it's tough to win in Philly for any team. If there's any team that can do it, it's this Mike McDaniels offense that is just blowing up with Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's arguably i think the greatest player in the nfl right now that's not you know a non-quarterback you can you can do anything with tyreek hill and man that that team is so tough their defense is a little that's probably the biggest concern there with miami and they might be getting jalen ramsey back soon i think philly is hungry after that loss to the jets there's some issues on their team but i think this is unfortunately probably a rebound week for them and I think that crowd on a Sunday night, primetime, major matchup, I think that Philadelphia crowd loses their shit unless they're all in on the Phillies. I don't know if the Phillies are playing that night. That could be a big impact. But either way, I'm taking the Eagles in this one, sadly. Don't forget about the game of the week. What is that? Aiden O'Connell versus Tyson Baggin. What the hell? Raiders versus Bears are supposed supposed to be starting their backup quarterbacks. Oh shit! Oh, that's right. Jimmy G went and yeah. left in like an ambulance, and nobody followed up on it. I should have made you all a guess. What that that, that game is going to decide so many fantasy matchups, though. Oh Both yeah, starting Roshan and see how depressed Devonte Adams was just all talking right. at his presser. He's already kind of like hinting. He's like, "I didn't come here for this. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't come here for Aiden O'Connell." Hey, um, I got to go, gentlemen, but I just I did want to really quickly let you guys know about the perfect soccer weekend that we had here, because I know you guys only talk soccer once in a while. But the two best things that happened in soccer happened for me. Uruguay played Colombia. I'm half Colombian, half Uruguayan. So what I always want is an exciting tie and they tied 2-2. Oh, so shit. it was awesome for me. And then a couple of days ago, Uruguay beat Brazil 2-0 in the World Cup qualifiers. Neymar towards ACL, unfortunately, but um, hey, it was a good, it was a good soccer weekend as well. So, is congrats! That the player that I shared that post about that, that is was that, the that post is the one. Shared, yeah. Yes, the team shared. The team did a. The team did one of those like real flashy posts. You know how you usually say, "Oh, we just signed this person. Oh, this person's coming back." They did one for Neymar holding his knee, everything, <laughs> <laughs> saying, "Come back strong." <laughs> hey man we wish him the best we wish him the best wish him the best congratulations but, to you thank you for being here buddy tell us about the great. tattoo shop tell everybody if you hey if you're in california you're listening to out yeah there in yeah LA. listen man uh i talk sports i podcast i make movies i host karaoke and now i own a tattoo shop um so if you guys are in san diego southern california i just we opened up a tattoo shop called socal tattoos um it's uh in the middle of san diego you guys can find us at at socal tattoo main street uh on instagram on facebook or socal-tattoo.com 
Um, and honestly, I just, I love tattoos. My brother's a great artist. So we saw an opportunity to open up a shop here in SD and we did it. Uh, and it's right close to the Navy base. So we're doing a lot of, uh, discounts for military. We're doing a lot of promotions right now where we're giving away tattoos at different auctions for charity. We did one for a food pantry. We're doing one for a, um, military veterans with, uh, with, uh, with difficult, uh, physical wounds thing. And, um, so, you know, we're just trying to get in, trying to do some stuff for the community as we open up the shop. And it's awesome. Actually, it's kind of fun working at a tattoo shop, you know, you know, so when you guys are in California, free three, two, three tattoos for all of you. Um, Maybe that's where I need to come get my, uh, my wedding, my wedding tattoo. Maybe oh yeah. Come through. Yeah. You guys, you guys get the, the super homie discount. So we, just, nice. you know, I appreciate if you guys, yeah, follow the, the, the socials. Once we hit a thousand uh, followers on Instagram and Facebook, we're going to give away tattoo. I mean, we're just giving away shitload of ink. So just follow uh, at SoCal Tattoo Main Street, all spelled out, uh, and uh, you'll see our shop. We love it. He's making movies, making podcasts. Tat owns a tattoo shop, going to therapy. Oh, Luis, Big Chief Burrito oh, is thriving. We love that. We love hey, it. Man. Love you guys, man. Have a good rest of your show, and I'll talk to you guys hopefully next week. We love you, too. Hey, we'll talk to you later. Bye, Luis. Zoo, we know you got to go too. Where are you going to talk? Where are you going to go talk? I'm going to sit here. I'm not physically going anywhere, but oh, well, I am going to yeah. talk on animation deliberation. We're continuing our jujitsu and coverage. Oh my God. Was this episode just freaking insane with action and animation quality? Like I, I know I can't talk you guys into watching it, but I will send you this clip later. I just, Oh, oh I, no wonder why animators are going on strikes next. Oh, you can go hear all about it. Animation deliberation. It's the pot. It's great shit. It's great shit. You need to go check them out. Check them all out. Zoo, thank you for being here, buddy. Adios. Love the jersey. Thanks. Oh, but I still got this motherfucker right here. Aye. And you know what that means. It's time for the Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip where we're going to make you millions or thousands or you'll lose like 10 bucks. But, uh, you know, who knows? It's all for this epic music right here. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley betting slip. Yes, Jaguars star receiver Calvin Ridley died for our gambling sins for one year. And then he came back better than ever, sort of, slightly. I don't know. Christian Kirk might arguably be better than him now, but that's a discussion for another day. I'm hoping Calvin gets traded. He might at this point. Maybe back to the Falcons. Oh, but who do you have for us this week, Scott? You got a big parlay? Oh, uh, yeah, we got a nice little 11 pick parlay. But before we get into that, Reed, I need a vent for a second. I know okay. this is a lot. This episode has been a lot of Scott venting. I like it, though. I like <laughs> it. it. It's felt like real sports media, this episode, even though we've been talking about everything that's not real. Sports. Right. Well, so last week's parlay was 13 picks. I didn't hit it. I'm still here. and I'm still grumpy old Scott. But what makes me even more upset is because I would have cashed out after the one o'clock games because everything was looking perfect. I picked the commanders to win over the Falcons as the underdog. They got that on the road. Um, I took the under one and a half touchdowns for Mac Jones, hit that. Uh, the over one and a half touchdowns for CJ Stroud and for Joe Burrow. 
and for Trevor Lawrence for passing touchdowns, Kittle three, the over 69 and a half for Raheem Mostert. I told everyone he was going to have a great game and he did. And then also hit the over of 51 and a half receiving yards for Mark Andrews. What I keep getting burnt on and I'm not doing it this week is the damn over the minuscule little rushing yards for quarterbacks. Cause the only two things that I missed from those one o'clock games was Kirk Cousins over one and a half rushing yards and then the over 68 and a half rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey, which I'm blaming on him getting hurt at that point. If he didn't get hurt, he was going to hit that because he hit like 45, 46 yards. But would have cashed out. And thankfully so, because the back half of that did not do very well for me at all. I don't think I hit anything. Those <laughs> the after the afternoon games. Those minuscule quarterback rushing yards will always get you, though. And I don't know. Because so many teams are trying. I mean, it's not like the quarterback sneak hasn't been a thing before the tush push or the brotherly shove, but everybody's right. really trying it now. And I don't know if that, I don't know how much that even picks up from most right. of these guys. That might be that I, half yard. All I know is I can't trust it. I just can't trust it anymore. So it's a new week. I'm still putting my faith in our Lord and Savior, Calvin Ridley, and rolling into, a, like I said, an 11 pick parlay due to bye weeks in and of the such. Uh, starting it out, still waiting for that Gabe Davis game. We're going to go with the over 33 and a half receiving yards for Gabe Davis of the Buffalo Bills against the Patriots. Fair After fair. that, we're going to take the over 41 and a half receiving yards for Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end for the Detroit Lions against the Ravens. He's good. He is very good. It's just another quintessential Iowa uh, tight end. That, that, that's all they produce are tight ends. <laughs> it's It's insane. Um, I have faith in your boy this week, Sam Howell. I think he's going to hit the over of one and a half passing touchdowns against the Giants on the road. Even though I do agree that the Browns are going to bully Gardner Minshew, I still think he's good enough for at least one passing touchdown. So we're going the over 0.5 passing touchdowns for Gardner Minshew. Uh, the Buccaneers, I think they're going to try to rebound after last week's loss. They're, uh, they're at home against the Falcons, who are struggling, and we're going to go with Baker Mayfield over one and a half passing touchdowns. For my game of the week, we're going to go to the Cardinals and Seahawks game. We already kind of touched up with that on Bricks versus Brick, so I'm rolling in my Seahawks pick into this as well. Cooper Cup is back. The Steelers are looking whack, so we're going to go with Cooper Cup over 90 and a half receiving yards against Pittsburgh at home. As much as it pains me, I'm still, I'd still, you you can't deny the sheer dominance that Travis Kelsey has on opposing defenses, especially when they're at home. So we're going to go over 72 and a half receiving yards for Travis Kelsey against the Chargers. Uh, I think Raheem Mostert's going to have another great game this week, even against the Eagles on the road. So we're going to go Raheem Mostert over 50 and a half rushing yards against Philly. Uh, and what I am thinking is going to be the stinkiest game of the week at the Raiders and the Bears. I saw no prop on this that I liked. So we're going to go with the over 0.25 sacks for Yannick Ngakwe. <laughs> for this, for this game. He's got to get one sack. Just get one. And Wait, then. Where is Yannick Ngakwe? Which team is he on? <laughs> he's on the, isn't he on the Raiders? He might be. He could be on both teams for as far as I fucking know. I don't. 
Oh, no, he plays for the Bears. That's right. He plays for the Bears. He is a quintessential, like, shit team kind of right. good edge rusher. They're going against Ada McConnell. Like, they, it's just, it's going to happen. They're by, they're at home. He's going to sneak in there for at least one. He doesn't even need to get one. He doesn't get half of a sack, and I'm going to hit. And then the last pick in this, and we are going to roll a lot of stuff that we were talking into last week. This is what I'm calling the Steve Smith Senior Memorial pick, and we're taking the under 48 and a half receiving yards for Jerry Judy because he is nothing but a third, the third to fourth string wide receiver on any team that he plays for. That's for you, Steve. It's a tier three prop. That's right, but this isn't the tier three winnings. No, sir. It's a $10 bet that will win us. $10,192.25. Hey, I like it. Or I, I could cash out right now for 323. Is that how much you could cash out for? $3.23. Yeah. You, you know cash what? out right now. That feels like a good omen. I don't know if they're, no, it can't be a bad omen. That's a good omen. That's a good omen. Not, right? with, that, not with that number. No. I like it. I wish you luck, sir. Hey, Scott Elia, thank you for being here. Host of the three two three College Shame Day. Do we have that coming this week? Uh, yes, but sorry, I'm a little sidetracked because this is the first time I've had this screen blown up on my actual monitor, and I'm seeing something in the background that's very worrisome. Oh, are you seeing it now? Let's. Remove- <laughs> I didn't see it. Until- I literally just now saw it. <laughs> for the YouTube audience, we're going to remove ourselves for a second. That is. It's terrifying. That is Griffin ter- the Grick Wolbert. Hey, wait. Yeah, put me by my side. Don't put me on the wall. <laughs> you have to be behind those Griffin heads. Oh my there. God, it's terrifying. Uh, but to answer your question, yes, we there will be a another episode of College Shame Day. Some really crazy things have been coming out for Michigan as of late for cheating, which I don't understand. Um, and this looks like it might be the first week since the inception of college shame day that Colorado and Deion Sanders will not be in the lineup. Oh, wow. Anything changing. There we go. (laughs) Hi Griffin. Hey Griffin. (laughs) Oh, it's good to see you. That's terrifying. (laughs) Go check out that show. Subscribe to the three, two, three network on YouTube to watch it every Saturday morning. It usually will hopefully come out on Friday nights. If not Saturday morning at the very latest, that is 323 College Shame Day. This has been the 323 with Reed Murphy. I have been your host, Reed Murphy. Thank you all for listening, as always, or watching, however you do it. And we always appreciate you being here. Again, go to the socials at 323read or patreon.com slash 323read to help us continue to grow. We will talk to you very soon. In the meantime, stay safe, everybody. Amazing. All right, baby, take what, care. What would you-